God, the God, priest of the Israelites. Mike, 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 Mike. so depressed and struggling so much and this dude is just fucking like railing against the concept of folk music oh, that's great um, and one of my good friends Hank is like a very like I'm a singer songwriter I'm a man a guitar and a harmonica kind of dude mm-hmm. um, and so sometimes like if he was talking about that sort of stuff we'd just say like gee gee <laughs> you just shit on his dreams yeah no for sure everyone everyone should have their dreams shit on a little bit yeah absolutely it's, it's well it's, it's like we also support those dreams hard so we've earned the right to shit on them yeah. you know what I mean Ioni, do you like the chili peppers? I don't feel one way or the other about them. I think Flea is a great bassist, but I think he... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't give a shit. I don't see the hype. Okay. Anyway, what? sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I only like them for like... I think they're like a perfectly serviceable band that I uh, have lots of nostalgic associations with, I would say. I mean, I yeah, I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. If I was from Ohio, I would also love, like, the Ohio band or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd also like the band that was like, Ohio is great. We love Ohio. <laughs> Dreams of getting murdered in Dayton. Just kidding. Damn. Um, um, Dayton, a big know. murder murder. I don't zone. even know. I just know that um, Freddie Gibbs is from there, and he makes it sound pretty tough. I don't know who Freddie Gibbs is. He's a rapper. He's never been murdered. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we get started? Yeah. Let us. Who Let wants us. to um who wants to ease us into the 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 study of Torah? Mm, I could do it. <laughs> Josh is gonna do mm-hmm. it. Josh is taking all kinds of responsibilities today. I'm trying to be the Anthony Kiedis of this podcast right now. <laughs> oh, just bring it back, yeah. Yeah. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Smite Me, the podcast where we give the Torah one last chance to prove it's uh, worth its weight in salt. My name is Josh. I'm here with my two just sexy co-hosts. Say hi, boys. Hello, I'm John Alcabes. Welcome. Hi, it's Ayani Hayashi, and here we are. Yeah, so we're here um, just to kick things off as Always, if you like what we do, if you like us whispering in your ear when you're doing laundry or whatever, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and convert to Judaism. Thanks. Ah, just that last one. It's the only one I take issue with. Um, do you, we? Uh, do... I would say that's actually anti-Semitic, but uh, we can we can go on. <laughs> okay. <That's fine. laughs> really coming hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. It's cool if that's... you. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Does anyone want to talk? I mean, we might have found my smiteable deed for the week, but mm, mm-hmm. I don't think you did anything. Getting wrong. in the way of the freight train of <laughs> Jewish excellence and proselytization. Well, I feel like people. It's kind of a we're telling people convert to Judaism, but we're not like giving them a, a, a pathway to. Um, if you really want to do that, come to us, and we'll see what we can do. I think you just Google it. I think you just listen to every episode of this podcast. Then you'll know the parts. You'll know what you need to know about Judaism. You might not be Jewish, but like, you know what I mean? Wait, aren't you supposed to, if you want to convert, aren't you supposed to ask a rabbi like three times? Like there's a whole... Weird there is a whole thing where you ha- you ask and they say no and then you just keep um, Ivanka Trump them. did that for our boy Jared Kushner. Did she ask a for rabbi friend three of times? the podcast Jared Kushner? Um, I don't. I guess I do wonder like how much of the 
the stuff she did because like Jared is orthodox, so maybe it's more than you'd think. But then again, they're also he is billionaires, so maybe it's they cheated. You never right. really know. Yeah, there's I don't know. There's like there's all sorts of rituals on on all sides of it, including like whatever billionaire like blood rituals we'll never really know about. <laughs> so like, yeah, right. It's hard to say <laughs> exactly what's going on there. Uh-huh. You have to go and bring like. I don't know, like a garland of herbs to Mohammed bin Salman and just kidding. Um, no, that's yeah. Any fucking way. Anyways. Oh, who's sorry, got a yeah, I feel like D. I've like derailed us like four times already and it's only the beginning. It's um, why we ha- it's why we love you. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I can, I can do a smiteable deed is I left the oven or I left the stove on and like for quite some time with a new pan on it. And it kind of messed up the pan. Ah, uh, that sucks. I know it really does because it's it was a it's a really beautiful nonstick pan that we just got for the new apartment. That's probably a um, stick pan now. Should have gotten a non-burn pan. <laughs> Should have gotten a <laughs> non-fucking idiot mess upable pan. Um, they make them. Yeah, I mean it still works, but just I can just tell that the coating is a little fucked up. Yeah, that'll happen. If it was one of those, that. and it was like it was such a scary kind of hot. Like after we we caught it, it was just like radiating heat. Like I'd been in like a blacksmith or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is like cool. It would be cool. It would be cool. If you wanted to like, I don't know, like fuck with your neighbors, you know. What? (laughs) And do what? Knock on the door, be like brand them with my pants. No, not feel this. (laughs) Say check out how hot this is. <laughs> Here, close I'm your new, eyes. I'm gonna hold something a couple inches from your face, but do not make any sense. I'm a new movement. neighbor and I'm very powerful, so I just wanted you to know in case anyone tries to mess with us. That's true. Hey, you know, if you if my apartment seems really hot, it's okay to check in because I might be almost starting a fire. Anyway, good to meet you. Yeah. yeah. You bring them some cookies that are just burnt to a crisp. <laughs> yeah. so they're indistinguishable from like charcoal briquets. You 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 leave them like cookies, but it's still on like a really hot baking sheet, and it's just like sizzling on their uh, welcome mat. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even really met my neighbors, other than one dude I live with is like a psychologist at um, Folsom, and he seems really fucking mellow. Oh, wow. He's like a calm lake with no wind on it. He's always like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure you have to be. I would I would think so. Well, that's fun. Actually, that sucks. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It'll be what it'll be. I can go. Um, I guess mine is, and it's going to sound like I'm like looking for sympathy or something. I'll explain. Mine, Gross. Dude, this Gross. is a, this is a, this is a no snowflake zone. So okay, well, <laughs> talk accordingly. You pull yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> yeah. and harden your balls. Let's, let's see those bootstraps. <laughs> and you harden Pharaoh's Seriously, balls. show me your feet. I, I'm wearing slippers, so okay. no bootstraps on these. I... I no, mine is that I fucked up my back and I did it in a dumb way. I just did it by my back kind of hurting for a while and ignoring it and keep doing my little moving jobs and like moving furniture and shit and like then actually fucking it up. So I guess mine is just hubris, the hubris of my back hurting and me being like, it's fine. And then, of course, it wasn't fine because I'm not the magic special boy who like doesn't need to ever 
go to the doctor like you know what i mean like yeah you know, right. the swords don't bounce off of your skin like they do know uh moses's exactly mm-hmm. and all i guess it was also <laughs> like i was because i was just doing i'm on the magic i'm on the special the, the rabbit app i was doing these moving jobs moving people's furniture and shit making like more money than i did in the past and i kind of just got i kind of just got lost in the sauce and was doing like as many of these jobs that I could fit in in a week and being like, oh, look at all this money I'm making. I'm fine. And then like now I'm fucking going to a chiropractor who's doing great stuff. That's the other that's the other uh, smiteable part of it is um, that I went to a chiropractor who like did all that crazy shit where he like held me like I like had to mm-hmm. fold up and he like crunched my whole shit. And I feel like if if our if the God that we're reading, if our our Otto and I saw that, he'd be like, yeah, none of that shit. Don't do that. That was weird. Cut that what? out. What? Why would God be against chiropractory? I don't know. He's Maybe because it kind of started as a religion. Chiropractor? What? Y- yo, I'm not even going to talk about it. Y'all just look at wow. it. Wow. Yeah, I it started as a religion that. or it started as a religious practice? Uh, The first one. It was a religion. Yeah, kind of like ghost doctors. Just, uh, wow. I don't really, it doesn't matter where you get the info. I mean, it matters where you get the information from, but like, just look it up about the founder I had a, of a chiropractor one time who, uh, assumed I was a different kind of man. I was like, all right, bro, I'm going to crack your back. But just so you know, I love my wife, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he like <laughs> did this, like, cause it was like, he was doing this motion where it was, he was kind of like hugging me sort of. To like do oh, some so back he had thing. to put no But he's like, no, dude, don't it. don't worry about it. Like I'm in a I loving love relationship. My wife. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, in the moment I was like, oh, okay, yeah, for sure. Don't but that honestly almost makes me this. less comfortable. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you love your wife and <laughs> you're just gonna like well, grab now me it makes after. <laughs> so you're bef- thinking about like, don't worry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch you weird, but it's like you're thinking about it now, even though yeah, you're saying you're that's, not. That's what I was gonna say is if he if as a chiropractor, if he just hugged you until your back was straight, that would be normal. But the fact that he brought his wife into it makes yeah, it seem like he has ulterior motives. <laughs> this was never intimate, man. You're wearing a golf polo. Come on. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, see, that's why God does not smile upon <laughs> the practice of Chiropract. 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 Chiropracty. Chiropracty. Chiropractice. Um, oh, that's nice. There, I did something. Um, I have a couple of really dumb, smiteable things that I did. I think the first one was just I took a lot of pictures of my cat, and that's, you know, nobody. Oh, really I saw wants. those on the Grom. Yeah. They were pretty funny, though. Um, if I do say so myself. You got a photo. Um, you got a beautiful cat. I, I, she is very, very cute. Um, she's pretty dumb, too. Uh, and then the other thing was just this literally happened this morning uh, is I finally understood the grammar of the band name Sly and the Family Stone. That always confused me. Um, and then I just realized that it's you could read it as Sly and the family that is Stone. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I just never really put that all together. And it was you were uh, thinking more like the family jewels kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. What. Yeah, I just finally understood, uh-huh. like I said, the grammar of it, and then immediately felt like an idiot. I still don't get it, so I feel even dumber. What, what don't you get? Sly. I always thought it was just a bunch of nonsense, and I was fine with that. No, it's like Sly and the Family Stone is Sly, and he is with the family that is the family. 
with the, the last family. name Stone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understood that today. I'm 26 I'm probably, years old. I'm, I'm probably going to forget that like tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a humbling moment of like, yeah, you just, you're never as smart as you think you are. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Just cats mm. and, and my brain. Mm. Um, <laughs> trying to think of it oh i this is I, we might cut this out i just thought i'd tell you guys both that i have my vaccination appointment on yo Thursday. oh nice yeah. that's sick how did how because i'm i'm tier 1b because i'm working with uh, emergency services nice um so i'm going in on thursday and getting my little getting the jab as the yeah as the brits say that's awesome man yeah i'm excited i also took friday off because there might be side effects but also because you know what? I never use enough of my sick pay throughout the year, so start yeah, fucking using it now. It. I'm going to go wild. Well, I'm not going to go wild, but I'm going to celebrate in a safe way when I get the vaccine. I've also thought about maybe cutting off all my hair once I do it. Just I'm going to go wild when I get the vaccine, go wild serving my new lord and master, Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to go wild once that microchip is hidden. Once it's just zitting in your spine. I actually, I actually asked them to to hook me up with a bigger microchip one you can see from the skin because I like pretty right. You want one with a good graphics card? Yeah, I mean, if the simulation is going to happen, like I'd rather it resemble something that we'll be able to do in twenty years and not like the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, but that's just me. Actually, another spiteful thing I maybe did is I rewatched The Matrix. Ooh. Oh, I should do that. Honestly, it and the doubly smiteable part is I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it rules, dude. It's, <laughs> it's great. so good. I think the yeah. first one is still fucking dope. I've, yeah. That's the only one I've seen. No, me Never. too. To me, I love it that it's kind of like low rent, uh, like countercultural thinking, but it's also still cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what if it all was a big lie, man? You're like, and then yeah. what if that big lie also included guns and the ability to do kung fu? Yeah, guns and fucking <laughs> leather and wire fu. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it doesn't even, it, yeah. Yeah, and there's also just the funny layer of like, it was made by these like two cool trans women who are sisters and there's also like the whole like red like the language of like red pill and all that yeah like people have t- it means Things, everything cultural journeys are so strange you it just is never know wild but ultimately it's just like a dumb action movie where yeah <laughs> right it like should not have been that influential yeah i also think it's really funny that the the philosopher who they're uh What's it called? Where most of the philosophy of that movie comes from was kind of like, yeah, they didn't really get what I was saying. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get a lot of philosophy for that movie at all. Well, because you can ascribe anything to it because it's like this world is truth and justice. And in this world is, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like what if everything wasn't the way it was? Well, it's the the idea in particular of, of simulation that this person was writing about. That is like essentially that, um, it's it's from this bit called sim, simulation simulacrum, and then it's fucking not worth getting that into. But basically, what the philosopher was talking about how uh, how essentially the simulation once you take the like meaning how it's directly related to an image away from it becomes its own thing and starts to have zero relationship to reality. Mm-hmm. And the philosopher was talking about it in a sense of how we consume media. Uh-huh. And they kind of took it, and they said they were inspired by the philosophy as like, what if it was a computer game? <laughs> That's <laughs> a like, bit of a leap. Yeah, it's no, it's just taking it literally. 
Yeah. It's like it's not like, oh, we we can have these like icons and images and whatever that might be based off of something, but uh-huh. become so twisted that they have no bearing on the reality of its origin anymore. And to right. be too what if everything that we experience in reality isn't reality? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Kind of some irony there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so like the ironic roots of 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 even like going all the way to the red pilling and all that. It just it goes in deep. Yeah. And maybe that's why the movie's good. Yeah, they created like uh, something that was like charged enough that it could do a bunch of stuff, which I honestly think is kind of like the best you can hope for with art. But anyway, yeah. Should we get into this? Dude, let's get into this. Yeah. Give us your summary. summary. Yes. Okay. Um. So this portion, it's called Bo, with oh. a little oh. um, a little apostrophe after it. Uh, and both a lot happens in it and not a lot happens in it. Um, where we were last episode, uh, God was raining down the early, uh, less genocidal plagues on the Egyptians for not letting the Israelites go, even though God also decided to make the Egyptians not let the Israelites go to kind of like prove a point and prove how miraculous and tasteful and, you know, makes great appetizers God is or whatever, something like that. Sure, sure. Um, and so in this one pretty much continues on that trajectory. There's sort of two tracks happening. One track is just the plague. So we get, we get locusts, uh, we get darkness, um, and we get really just a pretty chilling, like all out destruction of the Egyptians with the, uh, killing of the firstborn. And they talk about how it's like every single firstborn, even like the kid of somebody who was in the gulag, like that kid, you know, the firstborn, that person mm-hmm. got the, the got the, yeah, <laughs> the Egyptian gulag. Okay, all right. I don't know. Um, so that happens. Um, so and then, that happened. So that happened. Um, and like as it gets progressively worse and worse, eventually even the pharaohs advisors are like, can we, you know, like, don't you see God's like fucking killing us? Like, can we please just do this? Both God and Pharaoh kind of decide that Pharaoh is not going to do that. And Pharaoh sort of bargains with Moses and Aaron and sort of like, well, what if I let you only the men go? And then it's like, no, not really. And then what if I let, you know, what if you can all go, but you keep the livestock here? And then they're like, no, that's not going to cut it. Um, so while that's all that's happening, they're also like giving us a bunch of these rules and rituals that like make up the Passover ritual. So it's like in honor of this kind of like mass killing that we did, um, that we also, could have avoided, but we thought would be cool and impressive to do anyway. Uh, here are some rituals you should do. You should eat some lamb and you should eat it with bitter herbs and you should eat it with unleavened bread. Um, you should wrap to fill in to like teach your kids and like honor this moment. And you know, when they ask about the Passover story, you tell them how great and mighty God is. Uh, yeah. And then, um, just be, and because it all wasn't sort of icky enough to begin with, there's also this, this part where, as they're leaving, God's like, I'm going to, you should go and ask all the Egyptians for all their gold and silver. Like Moses, you're really popular for some reason now. <laughs> um, and they're all just going to give it to you. And so they sort of like make off like bandits and the, uh, the portion kind of closes with them sort of about to leave loaded up with gold and silver, uh, you know, blood running in the streets because all the dead Egyptians, and that's pretty much where we leave off. It's- Man, number yeah, one, great of- summary. <laughs> number two, this 
So the reason I'm I was not happy with this chapter, and the reason is I'm gonna yeah I, I've I've put in a letter with the editor. Really, yeah. I liked it. Um, yeah. I'm gonna take the contrarian position. No, but the the, the 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 main reason is is personal, which is that like I don't really engage much in the Jewish traditions, but you know my mom's a Jewish educator, and it's important for me to like make her happy too, and and you know engage with her on some level. So I always like to go for Passover as my like holiday that I do. Because it's like, well, I can get behind the message of the whole thing. And I still ultimately think that the way that people have taken it is kind of positive. But this source, ooh, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like that, you know, I feel like especially in the last few years, I've heard more, like, Passover Haggadahs that are like, you know, this is about, like, people who are being oppressed. And, like, it's not just Jews. And, like, it's just more thinking holistically about, like, people who are up against something they should never have to be up against. And, like, you have to fight for those people to be free from that which i i can get behind that yeah, but this is like typically don't chilling. mention the gold it's yeah. like honestly i a lot of wild shit happens in this torah but i was genuinely like sort of horrified reading this i should also i want to mention that this is going to come out um in the middle of passover so <laughs> this is our little passover episode um and yeah i would agree it's a uh, Pretty. I think the most chilling part was when, or not, one especially chilling moment was when they're talking about who in particular kills all of the Egyptian children, and Mm -hmm. they just say in caps, in in all caps, the destroyer. Yeah, I was going to talk about that part. Oh my god, that sounds like a fucking the name of a drone, actually, like the Reaper, for example, which is a drone or a predator. Um, or Name a predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yes. harkens also back to the lovely 1980s movie Predator, mm-hmm. where 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 people are hunted for sport. Yeah. You wonder yeah, you wonder where grim. we get that sensibility. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it also, And the fact that as far as I know the destroyer like never comes back as a concept. It's just this like uh, you know, special Destro- special like one-off god power. Yeah. Yeah, we all, I guess, carry a little bit of the Destroyer around with us. I mean, I think also it's interesting because it is that it's a special title. Because I remember in Hebrew school, you learned that it's either... Well, there was two ways that I sort of got taught suspicious. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Taught what now? Uh, There was that, like, yeah, God just does that because God is a complicated character. Um, And then the other one is that, oh, God says the angel of death, which we kind of have in the Jewish tradition as this, like, side character. Oh, I guess it is the angel of death. But, well, I mean, I feel like it's, like, the angel of death. That's a nice way of saying the destroyer. Well, that's what I'm saying is they're kind of implied two different characters. Because the angel of death comes and takes people when it's time for them to go, whether that's dying or, you know, surrounded by your loved ones. Um, Seems like the destroyer knew when it was time. But that's what I'm saying is that's a different kind of thing where like, no, this is the destroyer guy. He's the one who comes in and just fucks everything up. Um, so I found that, you know, that's that's all. Good yeah. And, and just fun. a reminder, if you missed the last episode or just a helpful bit of framing, like all of this is happening in the context of God deciding to harden Pharaoh's heart, as the text puts it, basically just to prove yeah. just to prove a point. And um, he said, I mean, in the, the first few lines of this thing. He says, like, so that I may humiliate them or something crazy, something like that. Yeah, like, we let's just hop into going bit by bit. I think we got our yeah. overarching thoughts out. Um, it is wild that God just comes out swinging and is just like, by the way, Moses, just going to reiterate here. All of this I'm doing is because I would prefer this to be a better sort of story. 
Yeah, it's kind of an interesting. It's like really explicitly political myth making. Yeah, and then and then that is like what the Jewish people decided to do with this all. We're like, God's like, I'm gonna kill all these people, and but then I want it to look really cool and impressive, and like we had the upper hand, and we're like, God killed all those people, Wait, and it was I cool also, and impressive. I want to talk yeah. about the circular nature and like the weird circular logic of this whole time a through uh, of this whole Exodus a, a through line has been. Like God saying, like, let my people go so that they may celebrate a festival. He doesn't specify anything about the festival. And then finally the big reveal comes and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this festival to like commemorate all the shit we made you, we put you through so that we could do this festival. It's like this big reveal. (laughs) The whole purpose of all this is Uh Passover is the holiday that we are celebrating now. So yeah, it's so like such a, you they clearly had a result and then wanted to work back towards like a, problem or like a you know what i mean it's just like yeah. they started with what they already were doing and then had to find a justification for it i think but then yeah, in writing it then said that they were we're going to do this thing to justify it it's like weirdly both explicit and non-explicit at the same time it's perhaps there perhaps there was an argument in the writer's room about whether it should be included or not and what they ultimately decided was like the creation story we'll just put both in you feel like there's a what do you mean that will just make it non-explicit because that would be weird. But then also we'll have a little – we'll start it off with God basically saying, but here's why. Right. It was like some people wanted Passover to mean the thing that we do after we celebrated God killing all the people. And then some people thought Passover was us celebrating the fact that we could now celebrate some other thing. We just had the right to celebrate. Yeah. And so they mashed it together. All right. Should we talk about the locusts? I that was mean, so weird. <laughs> what me saying that? Just yeah. Now? Um. Uh. Yeah. We could talk about the locusts. Number one, they're a good protein source. Um. I thought it was really funny how the way God brings the locusts to Egypt is by um with like a heavy eastern wind, um, and then the <laughs> yeah. way he gets rid of them is with a big old western wind. Yeah. <laughs> He's really utilizing the power of wind here. Yeah, it's like, I wouldn't believe God got brought the locust. There had to be some wind involved. Yeah, we're getting some more cubit measurements, basically, with that. Um, yeah, pretty much. They also just kind of get into, again, just that God, like, being boastful, like, turning on Game Breaker mode in, uh, like, NFL Street, where they're like, we're going to have so many locusts. Uh, what is it? What is it? Sorry, let me find the exact. Okay, yeah, he's like, I'm going to have so many locusts there. Something that neither your fathers nor fathers' fathers have seen from the day they appeared on this earth to this day. It's like, okay. <laughs> More locusts than ever before. Locusts, yeah. locusts, locusts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like that like shock and awe thing. Like it's not just And he also says like and more locusts than there there will ever be again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and they also get into the <laughs> Oh, sorry, Annie. Were you about to say something? I, I yeah, felt I was just you, gonna uh, say that yeah. this this is like I feel kind of, you <laughs> through the you. zoom. Oh, yeah. I feel safe and secure. Um, no, I was just gonna say that this is kind of the first time I thought that like we're really getting into a realm of like this is like either metaphorical or allegoric telling of something that might have been experienced. And the thing mm-hmm. that really got me about it was a lot of the lines after the locusts kind of come through that the Egyptians are saying to each other. It sounds like a people just came through and waged like a scorched earth war with them. And like yeah. this is sort of like the story 
of that told uh-huh. with a god character instead of the mundane. The, uh, the scorched earth war between the Hebrews and the Egyptians? Yeah. I don't think that ever actually happened, but maybe on one, maybe it was perceived to have happened on one side. Um, yeah, just because so much of this is like very, very, it's like, it's all divine intervention, but it's like, yeah, they completely decimate all the crops. They do, you know, the, the, they even say at one point in at least the translation I read where the advisors say like Egypt has fallen. Which is like that's a very like ancient wartime kind of sentence. Not like we're fucked or yeah, God right. is and punishing says, us. Uh, are you not aware that Egypt is lost? Which again, that seems like yeah. very warish. Yeah, warish. It sounds like they lost a war, and the whoever is doing this attacking is like just fucking burning it. I mean, he really is. That's exactly what's happening. He's like yeah. he's doing a stop hitting yourself. Yeah, there's kind of an interesting like um, this is like the dark, like tethered version of the ostensibly positive part of the uh, covenant with the Jews that like your descendants are going to be so massive that they'll like be like sand on the beach or stars in the sky. And this is like we're going to rain down weapons all within the territory so that like there, it says they hid all the land from view and the land was darkened, which is a huge amount of insects. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about them like, you know, I guess rather than like milk and honey and like all this like earthly prosperity, it talks about them like destroying all, basically all the non-human living things that were left over after God hail bombed Egypt in one of Possible the previous meteor plays. shower. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, someone just like spilled some gravel from a high place on someone while they had a scroll. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah. I think this just overall, it, this for this chapter for me got to a, like the realm of like we're telling a story of something that at least to someone was very real. Yeah, I also couldn't help but uh, notice the like one of the great I think challenges of Jewish life right now is like you look at the way Jews in Israel live and you look at the way Palestinians live in Israel and just like the deep deep differences into what yeah you know that their experience of daily life and there's this part where it talks about so like um then one of the other plagues is like a full-on darkness that descends all over egypt and then it Mm -hmm. just says but all the israelites enjoyed light in their dwellings and it's just like a little like they still had light their utilities kept working because they're jews and like they deserve it yeah i mean it does get complicated because it still exists within the friendship the, the framework of like one of these peoples is slaves in this society and one is not. But yeah, it's especially considering what this book has been used to justify. That's a right, extremely right. fair thing to point right. out. Also, the dynamic, I think, yeah. of, of, of even that changes if like, yeah, you have one group of people that's slaves and one group of isn't. But then the group that has the nuclear weapons is the slaves. Where that kind of would change the dynamic, <laughs> and they're like, and the and the boss of the slaves is telling the enslavers to keep doing it, yeah, to justify using the nuclear weapon. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we should give. I don't know. No, there shouldn't be any slaves, but there it, should be no slaves. But, I 100 yeah. percent agree. But we should also give people who are people, the slaves free them, give them nuclear weapons. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. I mean, we'd probably see a lot less slavery. But yeah, it's like it's like such a convoluted kind of story that like you can't it's almost like impossible to make analogies or it's like it's like not a useful tale at all. 
I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like this hasn't helped me explain or do anything other than well, just and that was feel show. bad about Judaism. <laughs> I'm like, it, it might be useful if not for the part where God says, I am doing this whole thing to prove how strong I am. Like it's so yeah. explicit. And so it's like, well, what can we do with this now that you just right. put yeah, it it's like, on it's the like table begging like for you to kind of be contemptuous of God. Though I guess maybe in the olden days, I don't know, maybe you just read this and be really afraid and be like, wow, I really should follow this God guy or else I'm going to get fucked up. Well, yeah. And it's also like, I don't know. It's just like the Jewish people are special and have the power of God on our side. I don't know. It's it's a little it's a little freaky. They definitely skip yeah. over the um I feel like in Hebrew school they sort of skip over the like this is all the um this is all so that they can worship me. This is like right. Yeah. Like the I, like the whole idea behind it is not like my chosen people is not even my chosen people are slaves and they need to be liberated. It's my chosen people are slaves and they need to be liberated. Because I want him to do some special stuff. It's like these weird, like, exchange where it's like he's, like, saving them, but he's just this – he's, like, the new the new guard and he's, like, even crazier. I don't know. There's like, There was a reductress article that was, like – it was from the perspective of, like, a guy at a bar and it was, like, excuse me, ma'am, is this guy bothering you? Because it's my turn now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I feel yeah. like it almost kind of tracks – that like God, like if the Jewish people are <laughs> that wim- that woman in the bar, God is like, hey, like I'm going to save you from these bad guys. And also like I'm going to lead you through the desert and like make you worship me and like sacrifice animals. And I'm also crazy. Right. You know like, those guys who resorted to extreme violence when you went against them? Well, yeah. I'm going to kill them all <laughs> with extreme <laughs> violence. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and the idea to then go from that and then be like, we are the chosen people. We're inherently good. We have all this moral authority because we were once oppressed in like a clear black and white bad thing. And now we only do good things is like such a fucking leap. It's awesome. It's also yeah. so odd. It's like, uh, not odd, but again, it's like, it's, it's very different. The whole story is very different if you kind of take the Hebrew school version of it, which is like, and Pharaoh was kind of just a giant dick. And didn't let right. them go. It's very different because they have this scene where basically like Pharaoh agrees to let them go and just be like – it's during the whole livestock thing when he's like – also, Moses, again, he's in the position of liberating guys. Moses is like invisible in all this. He I, might as well not be here. He's I, such a pawn. I like, get more yeah, he's like the, retweeting yeah. God. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> really. It is also just funny. Or maybe but, his act, it. but it's his activism. With a he's little like – yeah. yeah, yeah. A little quote tweet with like a absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, this. It is, it is interesting that like last episode we had this moment that I'd never heard about before. I just had to read it where like God and Pharaoh do their little uh, exchange and then Pharaoh is like, all right, well, like what do you need to, to be able to do your festival? Can we do like a deal? And then Moses is like, yeah, we can, but the thing is that we have to kill one of your gods in order for it to be, like, the real thing. And they're like, huh, that's weird. And then (laughs) it's – and I knew it would happen again. Just I had that feeling. And he does it again with Pharaoh with the livestock when the Pharaoh is like, hey, can just the man go? And he's like, no, okay, fine. Y'all can go, but can – like – but you can't take the livestock. And he's like, yeah, well, we need some stuff to sacrifice to God. And he's like, okay, 
how much livestock do you need? And Moses is like, uh, all of it. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> Moses? Got, Pharaoh is like, you can't have, you have to leave your livestock. And Moses is like, no, we're going to take ours and also yours. <laughs> but again, it's like this whole thing is colored very differently. And then they do come to the deal and he's like, fine, you can have all the livestock if y'all just leave and fuck off. And then God just intervenes after the deal is made to let the Israelite people go. And he's like, well, I'm not done yet. So actually Pharaoh changed his mind. It's really fucked up as a story then when it's like, okay, we got the deal. We got the emancipation. We're all good to go. And then the person who's supposed to be emancipating us is like, hold on. I have two more bombs on the planes are already on the right. way. He was like, yeah. I have more of an agenda that I want to get through. Yeah, it's like, I can't stop killing them now. I have to make you rich first. <laughs> it's kind of what happens next, where this whole livestock thing happens. And then God's like, okay, basically, like I'm going to do a couple more plagues, and then I'll let you go. Um, He's like, in the meantime, the people, go buy a coat. Go buy something nice. Yeah, you're, seriously. You're just, yeah. And then the Lord just makes the Egyptians like the Jews suddenly, which hmm, makes you well, wonder if you could do that without killing all them. Does I mean, the Lord dispose has... the Egyptians favorably towards the people? It's like, oh, we could have just done that. I kind of, what I'm feeling right now, though, is that I kind of, or what I was feeling when I was taking notes is like, obviously God is a huge asshole in this story as he's been in the past. But I kind of feel like we're finally getting like a fun to watch, like prestige TV anti-hero god where he's just like kind of crazy and erratic but i don't know i feel like he's finally it's he's, yeah he's there's i guess watchable. more it, there's like more art to it than i guess just like i don't know in like the dina story where it's like they go kill a bunch of people and god's like i got next and then does some more yeah. um when it just kind of seems like really all of a sudden and instant where this is a bit more like i have a whole little play and i'm gonna <laughs> like, yeah and I'm going to let it play out at the detriment of living people. Um, yeah. Also, I just kind of thought about this too, but it is – you can kind of look at this whole story and you can – if you like – I think honestly the character of God would sort of look at it this way. As it's it's less a, about like all the plagues and whatever. It's like stopped being about the liberation and punishing Egyptians and more – just is a uh, a stand-in for our God conquering all other gods. You know what I mean? Where it's like, because mm-hmm. essentially, when they when when the Egyptians are basically super like, hey, we love the Israelites, we'll give them all our gold and shit. What it's basically saying is like, oh, even the people who are from this oppressor class of people are like more into us and are more into our God than like mm-hmm. even their own leader. And like the way that you get people to essentially to follow you is to like crush their their symbols of leadership yeah which is dark yeah and also (laughs) simultaneously like he does seem like he's sort of punishing just the egyptian people and pharaoh seems less worse off like pharaoh doesn't pharaoh i guess isn't a firstborn doesn't die yeah so it's literally yeah also it's both like our gods better than your gods but like also we're gonna yeah we're gonna punch super down i guess the whole (laughs) yeah yeah. the thing with the lamb and like the, the putting the lamb's blood on the door has has a lot of like it's basically God being like yo some of you are cool don't come to school tomorrow. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. It is kind it's, of funny too that like also you need a little sign like it's like putting a flag up on your mailbox. It's like you just summon like a cloud of locusts that like blacked out the sun, but it's like 
But I'm going to need know. a little bit of help as I'm going through butchering and the populace. Yeah. I love the idea that the way yeah. – what if what if instead of lamb's blood, all the Jews had to have a little sign that was like just two metal prongs in their front yard that said like, in this house we believe science is important, human love <laughs> Our God is, is love. number one. <laughs> God is powerful. <laughs> oh, boy. Holy retribution awaits all those who challenge us. Yep. Also, just a fun note, I didn't really realize this, but I guess the firstborn plague where the destroyer comes and destroys all the firstborn of everything, including the animals, kind of clues you into how maybe the writers of the Bible felt about children and how they related to them, maybe their utility in society. Yeah, yeah, They didn't like kids. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're like, uh, they're like an asset. Yeah. Which I guess is a pretty, you know, that's a traditional view. That's a through line that we've seen before. Yeah. 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 And, like, the firstborn especially is, like, the important one. So it's, like, yeah. how does that work? Yeah. How does that work? Does the second one, does the secondborn get firstborn status once that happens? I think so. Yeah. Or it's, like, who gets just... the inheritance Yeah, is the operative concern. I, you know, I, did you guys find it jarring how, so it's, like, there's this kind of, like, spectacular set of scenes happening. And I mean that not in the positive way, but literally it's just, like, a spectacle all this crazy cinematic, like fucking Michael Bay shit that God is doing. And then it's like, and here are some rules about how you celebrate. You do the lamb. Like it just switches that. It's so odd. It's like, uh, yeah. Well, it's sort of like how we got here. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like God said, quote, and then it just like starts telling you right but But it's like meanwhile they're just kind of all standing there like "Uh uh-huh okay and should we run Mm -hmm. maybe should we all start running really fast because we're (laughs) about we did like and he's like no okay wait so you gotta you gotta get the plate right and you gotta sing all these songs there's one about a goat yeah and it's so specific too it's like don't eat any of the lamb raw when you're celebrating me or cooked in any way with water you have to roast it head legs and entrails over the fire you can't have leftovers no leftovers yeah yeah you shall not leave any of it over until morning oh come on and if you leave it over until morning you have to burn it you can't just not eat it you have to burn it i'm eating it it and then, and then when bad. you eat it, you have to gird your loins and have sandals on. I do think people should gird their loins when they're in the kitchen. I mean, come I mean, on, it's a public <laughs> space. And fair. have sandals on probably. You never By know gird, does that just mean wearing clothes or is there like a more, is it like a bra, but for your loins, like more <laughs> secure? I wish I could answer you, Josh. Josh, but, uh, you just gotta just, gird it. <laughs> just quit asking so many questions and gird your dang loins. Get, Buddy, you sound like your loins aren't even girded right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and then they keep saying like the threat for not doing any of these things when you're celebrating Passover is these people shall be cut off from Israel. Like this is like the most important thing you I could possibly like do. I feel like now is a good time to drop uh, the little bit of research that I did. Oh, boy. Um, yes. So you know how there's there's all these rules about comets, which is like, any leavened bread and what is legal to do. You're not supposed to have any hamets in your house during Passover, right? Uh, from a traditionalist point of view. Right. I mean, yeah, obviously, who cares? Do whatever you want. Yeah. Smoke weed. Don't go to school. <laughs> Hail Satan. <laughs> but I'm just... <laughs> Hail Satan. I'm Come just on. telling you. So, okay. According to Wikipedia... Dude, you must have watched The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I can <are>. tell. <laughs> there are three ways to remove hamets, Okay. Be'ur, which is to destroy or burn. 
Okay, that's where you just fucking burn it. You just you leave it in the toaster. You keep toasting fire. it over and over again. I love that idea. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. get ready. Bitul means nullifying one's hummets, which means you still have it in your house, but somebody in the house says an Aramaic statement claiming that the hummets shall be nullified and considered ownerless as the dust of the earth. <laughs> so it's like... Ooh. So that loaf of bread over there? Wow. Not bread. That belongs right, to good. no one. These people are so close to just being communists. It's so frustrating. Come on, just be communist. Just, just be cool, man. It'd be so cool. They almost get it. Anyway, um, and then Mehira is selling it to a non-Jew. Again, it stays in your house, but they own it. So, and then after... Did you buy it back? <laughs> yeah, after... It says oh after Passover, the non-Jew gives it back, but they don't have, but they don't have to. So, like... <laughs> Technically, they could just be like, no, it's mine. Oh, it's a fucking Um, gamble. You got to trust your neighbors. Okay. Mehira practices. In many Jewish communities, the rabbi signs a contract with each congregant, assigning the rabbi as an agent to sell their hamets. (laughs) And I I, I don't know, man. I've been reading... I, I just read this book about like the 2008 financial collapse, so I can't stop thinking about like he's just like chopping up the Hamet, the like Uh Hamet's features and like selling it it into mortgage-backed securities. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> people fun. um what book did you read um it's called homewreckers um okay for hummets okay for hummets owned by the state of israel okay which includes oh. companies uh prisons emergency supply stock the chief rabbinate acts as an agent and since 1997 he has sold it every year to a hotel manager in abu ghosh named jaber hussein um, who puts down a deposit of 20,000 shekels, which is like $6,000, for $150 million worth of bread. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh. that was my little hummus corner. Um, wow. And even when it's technically harmless and fine, it se- would seem that the Jews cannot stop doing shit like that. So that's... <laughs> it's hard to describe how ultimately upsetting everything you just said is. Listen, man, yeah. I'm just... Don't shoot the messenger. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. Just I love, yeah, fuck, man. Their solution just, to like a commandment is like To arbitrage. do weird finance shit where they're yeah. like, nah, man, listen, like our, our Hamid's futures are all stored on the Cayman Islands, so they can't yeah, fucking touch right, us. Yeah, right, right. We'll short us, our man. own Hamid's and then when it goes down because we can't have it, it'll actually give us more value and You know what's something on. that wasn't yeah. mentioned in any of that? What? They never go, oh, if you have all this bread and you need to get rid of it, just give it to someone who's hungry. <laughs> no, <laughs> sure wasn't. Yeah, no way. No way. Well, I mean, honestly, the way to honor Passover would be some sort of like strange religiously commanded uh, business transaction, such as when God's like, I'm going to make all the Egyptians give you some gold now to fulfill my promise to make you rich. So it's it's loan your bread out to someone at a high interest rate and then also explode their house. <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, I think we we would be remiss not to mention that um the word smite comes up in this quite often. I mean, this is like I have the- a note that says smite you, smite me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's more to say Brilliant. than that. Brilliant. But, but this is I guess like, you know, we'll have to do, you know, a season two like Exodus Awards, but this is, you know, a real textbook smiting done by the destroyer, no less. Um, the W the WWE personality that uh, God sends, yeah, <laughs> to uh, jump off a ladder onto Egypt. 
there's um there's a little bit of in the in the Bible first Bible cooking class with the with the um when they're telling you how to cook the lamb or something. I thought it was interesting that I don't know if they meant to, but it does seem like the because it's kind of, it's weird too because they're telling you what the rituals are while they also describe the story of what's happening. It's all weird. at the same time. It's very it's like strange. Fucking, I mean, it's like Biden doing like holding a candle vigil for the everyone who's died of covid well like it's like still covid times it's like maybe uh maybe wait on that one it's a little little fresh yeah that 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 number might get a little bigger joe um but i did think it was interesting that the, i don't i don't think it's it's framed this way but it is interesting that the israelites in the story you're not really commanded to be this way it is kind of like a somber feel for them like they're not they're having like they're not allowed to like eat the, the the meat like rare or anything like that and they're not allowed to like make stews with it they have to just kind of like burn it over the fire mm-hmm. and, and they say you have it. to eat it hurry hurriedly like you're not yeah, really and supposed to and enjoy they're eating it it's kind of like standing up they have to eat it hurriedly and then they're they're like okay we're ready to go and he's like back in 1963 <laughs> i met i talked i met roy orbison you want to know what i said to that guy we, we hung out for a while he's just like rambling Oh, no, but I, I did think it was interesting that at least in the story, like they're, they, the, the, it seems like the Israelite people are not like, ha ha ha, like fuck the Egyptians, we're going our way out. They're just like, I don't know what the fuck is about to happen. Right? They're just they've never been in control of their lives, and they're still not. Yeah. It's just like it's the two party system, man. So they're like, hus- it's they're Pharaoh like- versus God, and ooh, God represents liberation, but he's still a weirdo who wants to do his own, yeah, his uh, his own petty. It's like the people who like when the soldier busts on the scene to like save some country or something, the people that they're saving also like raise their hands because you're like, you're some guy with a gun. It talks about like um, them like, you know, right before the destroyer comes and does all the smiting. It says the people then bowed low in homage like they're just kind of like kind of getting on the ground before you know, all the, you know, all the heavy artillery starts like rolling in basically. Yeah, right. They essentially have no idea what the fuck is happening. And it's Cause like, yeah, this they, is all just going kind of to Moses. It's like, not really like, Hey, by the way. Well, I made this point last week, but it's like the full saying we, we act like it's about, sorry, we act like it's about freedom. You know, we act, we act like it's about let my people go, but the fur, the full phrase is let my people go so that they may worship me. So it's like, is it really freedom? Or are these people just going from having to build the Sphinx or whatever to having to sacrifice animals for God every day? Like they just have a new, yeah. I don't know, man. It is. Yeah. It's like, it's almost, the book obviously doesn't look at it this way because you don't, the book doesn't view God as an oppressor, but it is just kind of switching two different versions of, of like, of bit. I wouldn't necessarily say oppression, but of just not having dominance to be sure. Yeah. And it almost is like savors the cruelty of it. Like it talks about, um, in the middle of the night, the Lord strikes, of course. Yeah. And, um, good drama there. uh, it kills everyone from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne to the firstborn of the cap of the captive who is in the dungeon. So it's like you're killing people who were born in prison. Like I want to hear what, about the dungeon cap, dungeon captive. Like what could be the utility of that other than just like wanton kind of, destruction? Yeah, just like cruelty, yeah. flashy cruelty. Basically, there was no house where someone was not dead, like they say. So Damn. I have two notes on that section. Number one being I we it's official the past tense of smite is smote. Um mm. smote weed sure. every day. 
Yep. Um, Thank you. And I did also find it a little bit funny that uh, there's a, a line where the Egyptian, after everyone's been murdered brutally, they're like talking to the Israelites or just in general. You don't really know. It's the Bible. But they just go, we are all dead. Wait, um, who says that? The Egyptians. They say we are all dead. We are all dead. <laughs> all of us dead. Um, which is kind of funny language, but I think also is like a little, not a little bit. It's it's a dark, accurate statement where if the firstborns of everything just died overnight, you would basically feel like your entire community had just been functionally destroyed. Sure. They also like yeah. make Pharaoh look like, I don't know, I feel like they put some a little egg on his face at the end. Like finally everyone dies and he says, take your flocks and your herds as you said and be gone. And may you bring a blessing upon me also. Like, and by the way, <laughs> just like, you want to throw me a bone? Yeah. Like I know he didn't see eye to eye and like, please don't kill me. Um, wait, I want to talk about the, the God's language and like the weird rhetorical things he does. Cause there's a part where he says, when he's talking, when he's talking about hamets, he's saying like he says you must remove all bread for if you don't, you will get banished or something like that. It's this very like he's giving a, a quote unquote reason for why he's giving this commandment, but he's like, oh yeah, you have to do this, and then it's like because why? if it's like, not because you- if not, I'm gonna fuck you up really bad. So like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to follow this arbitrary rule in fear of some arbitrary punishment. It's persuasive stuff. Yeah, it's not even like the 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 like. You know, I mean, there's obviously it's not a great way of thinking, but like the whole eye for an eye thing, like it's rooted in what is essentially a simplistic logic of if someone takes something from you, you take the same thing back from them. This is not that. Well, it's like how like weed. I don't know. What was I going to? It's like it's like it's like it's like no, it's like how like when you're like a teenager and you're someone's lecturing you about why you shouldn't smoke weed, even though they're obviously totally wrong because weed is cool. Um, that's another thing. Josh was saying convert to Judaism. I'm saying if you're a teenager and you're listening to this, uh, you can smoke weed. Smoking but weed is fine. Just it's, if it's, it's so somewhere- cool, it's cool and good. It's a net positive is what I'm going to say. No, um, no, it's, it's like you're a teenager and you tell, and someone's lecturing you and they're like, well, weed is dangerous. And you're like, well, how? And it's like, well, cause you could get arrested. And it's like, well, okay. So right. right. Arbitrary rule, arbitrary punishment. Oh my God. Speaking of, uh, some choice turns of phrase, uh, God is like, so a lot of this is sort of like. In this passage, it's very explicitly like you're the people who are really reading this are part of a religion. Here's some religious stuff you have to do now yeah. in like a more explicit way than uh, previous passages. And it keeps talking about like, well, here's what, you know, if your kid's going to ask about this, tell them about the story. You know, when we took you out of the house of bondage is the phrase they keep using mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. for Egypt. And they say, when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord slew every firstborn in the land of Egypt, which is just like. Every part of that is not true except for the slaying. It's like, or like it was a house of bondage, but it like wasn't, that's like not what this is about. Yeah, no, it's the, uh, it's filled with lies Egypt, of omission. Egypt yeah. is the kink.com building in San Francisco. <laughs> what? Nah, never mind. It's not, yeah. <laughs> okay. He was making, he was making <laughs> the bondage is, bondage play is something that people with kinks. Who, no, there's like a, I know it's, and then he was making a mm, joke about the uh, website that uh, has its center. I think studios too. I mean, um, I don't think it functions as that anymore. But there's like a big brick mil- building in the mission where they just used to film a lot of depraved, um, nasty, nasty stuff. I don't think it was that depraved. <laughs> no, well, you know, it was fun for the whole um, proverbial all, for family, all your friends, for the whole <laughs> community. You know, that's um, true. Anyway, 
Um, I just they use the term cattle drop to talk about uh, <laughs> new cattle your, just the, drop the things. Yeah, new brand new cattle drop in um, Lincoln bio. Yeah, just to talk about like what you got to sacrifice to God to like remember this beautiful day. First oh, I also, I also thought it was interesting too that uh, yeah, this is this is what I was thinking is there's a lot about like within the tradition, not necessarily from the text about like during Passover you welcome the stranger because you were once a stranger in a strange land, yeah, um, and all of that bit. And there's kind of this level of like some people like I think one of my relatives, um, Jewish relatives, like way back in the day in like the 20s or something, would literally like take homeless people into the fucking house to like have dinner with them and stuff because it was like, yeah, that's what... Because you... Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. If you take do. this shit at face value, then you would be a radical and... So- yeah. Well, no, here's the right. here's the deal, though, that's funny, is that's just from the tradition. That's not from the text because in the text, they go, yo, this is a snip-snip, you gotta have your dick-cut Jews-only ceremony. Okay? <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, wait, that's a good point. Oh, my God. Yeah, In this yeah. chapter? Yeah! They're like, no, no, like, by the way, also, if you want to participate in any of this, like, number one, you have to be Jewish. Number two, you mm-hmm. have to be circumcised. Wait, and number so- three, this is not for outsiders. No uncircumcised person may eat of it. If Wait, a stranger so who God, dwells with you, yeah. So what, where we're at is the people are just standing there waiting for instructions. God is talking at them about, like, <laughs> who got, who knows what. Here's how but, you're going to celebrate this thing I'm about to do. Wait, oh, my question was, so God is standing, God is talking at these people, giving them instructions, and he's saying, like, none of you better, you all better be Jewish. Would there be any non-Jews there? Like, would there be any, some Egyptian who just, like, slipped through the cracks? Well, it gets to a a larger part of this bizarre meta-narrative that makes zero fucking sense to me that is part of why this is so weird, which is within this part, they're talking about, like, what the role of the people's like the Israelite people's slaves are going to be not the Israelite people then, but it's when it's referring to the reader when they're like, this is, you know, this is who can participate in it in what way this is what can, uh, this is who can be part of this. And they mention the, the slaves of, of, of the Israelite people. Just it's, it's odd. It's odd that the narrative is that like, not only do the Israelite people are they gonna have slaves but they're like we're not over the slavery thing after this it really hones in on the fact that this is not what this is about and in fact gives you some new classifications where it's like they say um hired laborers aren't allowed to participate in passover but if you buy a slave so if you really commit to the bit and like you know throw in your lot and you know get a real put a down payment on a true slave then they can do it yeah, there's just like a creepy like militancy to it all. It talks about how there shall be one law for the citizen and for the stranger who dwells among you. Like you all have to celebrate Passover and if not, uh, you don't get to be involved. And then the passage kind of ends and it says uh, that very day, the Lord freed the Israelites from the land of Egypt troop by troop. So it's like, ah, in case I didn't there was, notice the troop. Thing. There was like yeah. any question that this was army. like the army. Did they <laughs> yeah. do it at 0500, you loser? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the big also- red one flew in on Apache helicopters and yeah. Yeah, and then also uh, harkens back to what I'm saying of like this whole scorched earth aspect of the plagues where it's like a lot of this just feels like old warfare stuff. Real basic like yeah. Dudes killing not just dudes. Um yeah. Dudes killing guys, guys killing boys. Yeah, and a whole lot of fellas killing homies. Yeah. Boys <laughs> killing yeah. men. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah, it's a uh, pretty. It's kind of just is the same grimness that we've been 
It's just that classic, like what you've been taught is not in fact, what yeah. is the fact. And this whole thing was preventable. And, and like, just... not only that, but I feel like this is even worse because it's like all this bad stuff is happening. And here's exactly how you're supposed to like celebrate this every year for the rest of your life. Right. In the middle of it happening. That's what's so crazy is that he's giving them instructions and they're like, yeah. we are not free yet. What are you talking I'm about? I'm imagining a situation where it's like, if you're some sort of captive in another country, and then some big army rolls up and is like, I'm about to kill all of these people and set you free. And so then every, you know, whatever, every August on the anniversary of this, like you wear a little ribbon and like you say this. Okay, right. cool. It's like, it's, and then it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those like old sitcom episodes or it's like a Boy Meets World episode where somebody saves someone else from like getting hit by a falling piano. And so they're like, now you have to be my slave and like take my books to my locker and like you're forever <laughs> indebted to me. It's like, well, there is like a, a weird yeah. and creepy. A, yeah. yeah. A, a certain level of like entitled creepiness on God's part. Like, but then coupled with that is the, the, the even more to the creepiness is that God set this whole situation up anyways. God is like, uh, is like the James Franco character in, in spring breakers. And he like frees those girls from jail. And then, He's there. He's just like expecting them to hang out, and because he freed them, you know. Anyway, <laughs> someone will get that. I, I, I never saw that. Um, yep. Yeah, yep. it's both like not that different from the Parsha before it, but it's also like kind of like the even more underlined version of all the things going on. It's also like it's Exodus so far is sort of like the. Like, I guess it, it was only not clear in Genesis because, like, I think there was just too much happening in Genesis that it doesn't, like, yeah. really hone in on some other, like, Yeah, really... Genesis was, like, 12. It's, like, an episode full of pilot episodes, I feel right. like. Right. There's a million. They introduce this... a million people, whereas now yeah. we're just in yeah. Moses' town. They try like, different it, stuff. It, they just leave yeah. behind, like, giants. And in that, too, God is sort of all over the place. Or just, yeah. It, it's literally like, in some oh, places. Yeah. yeah I, I remember you. <laughs> Um, but now that like it's it's the same ideas that were in Genesis, but it's like really refined to a point of like this is kind of a punitive, yeah, uh, very violent driven character. Um, yeah, it's like the clearest we've ever seen this dude. I kind of feel like yeah, I'm kind of curious like because I feel like there are kind of two great like almost like wellsprings of like Jewish morality and heroicness which is like the egypt story and escaping bondage and like you know our cool uh social justice god and then there's the like wandering in the desert and sticking together and like being crafty and stuff and yeah. so so far like number one has really fallen flat for me um so i'm kind of curious like how all the wandering in the desert is going to feel compared to the Hebrew school version that we've gotten. Cause that also is kind of triumphant. It's like they were lost and then they were tough and then they figured it out. And yeah, but it's like, what crazy shit may the future hold? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more chapters in this and we're, we're already free from Egypt. Like, we, yeah, like I, you know, kind of like you said, it's kind of this touchstone of like Jewish morality, but this is just a prologue baby. Yeah. yeah right. We're going to see a lot more of like, this is like God like campaigning for their new <laughs> yeah. leader and he's about to win. So he's yeah, just about to wow. be the leader. So then we're really going to see like, like, Oh my God, hundred days, God. Beast mode God. Yeah. 
yeah popularity ranking is dipped nationally so they're just like fuck it i'll just do whatever i want God. like at some point you realize at some point they're gonna have to have the conversation where or i don't know how it's gonna go but they're gonna be like where are we going and he's gonna be like well we're going to the promised land and it is gonna take 40 more years so i am sorry about that but that's that's gonna be 40 years of walking so yeah do you want some mana I made some mana. Y'all want some donuts? Do you want some I'm getting problems? really into making mana during the quarantine. <laughs> Did you guys know this a little bit about how if you don't have a lamb to uh, to sacrifice, you can just cut the head off of a donkey? Yeah, they were like. <laughs> no. Oh man! It just really makes you think of. It makes me think of the description for this show that you wrote, Josh, about way too many rules about animal sacrifice. I didn't oh, really expect yeah. that, like, oh, yeah, if you don't have a lamb, that's okay. You can just cut the head off of a different animal, and I guess it's I think the that's, fucking I'm It's really that. pretty concerned about it. One of the, um, another fun animal moment in the chapter is Pharaoh is like, leave your herd, and then you can go off and, like, celebrate your God or whatever. And then Moses is like, we need our herd because we don't know which animal we're going to kill until the moment. Like, we just have to be vibing. And like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, the wand chooses the wizard and the lamb's uh, neck vein chooses the sword. You know what I mean? You just... Yeah. You can't, you can't force creativity, bro. God's like, That's give me so that true. goat with the big butt. I want the big <laughs> butt goat. Oh, my God. I like freckles. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're a weirdo, God. Come on the pod and defend yourself, please. But you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. Come on the yeah. pod. Yeah. Love, love to know what you were thinking about during this part of your career. I feel like, uh, you know, what's something kind of fun that it's kind of fun to imagine is there are all these like, I feel like past like Jewish philosophers and enlightenment kind of people who like were like, you know, like the smartest among the smartest people of their generation. And we're like, I have to find a way for this all to make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, and like I have, there's gotta be some, you know, mathematics and philosophy to all this. And like, oh man, that's so tragic. Cause it just like, doesn't, there just might not be. You think yeah. it like, are you thinking the tragedy is like what Rashi might've accomplished if he wasn't so worried about this particular piece yes. of literature? Yes. <laughs> That yeah. they, they accept it as a given something that I don't think is given, which is that like there is some part about this that has that to be correct. Yeah. Yeah. Or that at the very least that there's some part of this that is is valuable and can be used to 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 gain knowledge. Right. Or that it all adds up to something where it, it's kind of just like a collection of different things that aren't all exactly consistent. I think, man, I, I know I brought it up before, but I think this chapter really uh captures some of the like you don't often hear about it but this is an incredibly nihilistic chapter of yeah. the torah this is fucking uh you could punctuate this entire chapter with it doesn't matter because if god wants to fuck it up it'll fuck it up right yeah it's like oh yeah. that's cute that you thought democracy was real and your opinion matters yeah it's it's very much like the one thing that was like maybe the pinnacle of the morality for the whole for our whole system. I don't know. I'm not gonna like denounce Judaism or <laughs> whatever, but it's like oh, no. there's really we thought like maybe this is where there would be something there, and we're like oh no, we are discovering in real time that it's very dark and it is very much like the God that this is all in service of just wanted to kill people to prove his power. So like. 
I don't know, maybe people who take who who take the religion aspects of it and decide that the whole point of everything is to build power and be strong, like maybe they're the ones who are fucking right. Maybe we're the idiots. Cuz that's what this that's what this book seems I to mean, be telling I mean, I feel like yeah, it's sort of like we're the chosen people not cuz we were good, but cuz we won. Yeah. Which is like so fucking yeah, dark. Yeah, it's all about like how important it is to just be strong and powerful. I don't know. I yeah. It's not even about com- being strong and powerful, though, because God does everything. It's about coming out on top. Like, it doesn't matter how it happens, right? You don't have to be the strong and bravest one and go in there. Maybe God will take care of it for you. It doesn't matter. But as long as at the end of the day, you're looking down on everyone else. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I get to be top of the heap. Yeah. Because yeah. right now, like, you can't really say that the, like, the, the Israelites at this point, they're not they're not uh, the strongest. They're literally slaves, but they do come out on top. Right. And that's kind of like the, the whole they, deal. They chose the best the best God. Yeah. And also under, underlying all, all of this too is like, yeah, you can do all these rituals or whatever, but this is an angry, punitive God. So maybe none of that shit even matters. Like it, it really abdicates that like, but yeah, sometimes, you know, if you're going to go, if he wants to take you, he'll just take you. Like, so you better do all the things he says, even when they seem arbitrary, because at least it makes your odds better. Though I suppose there's almost like a kind of clarity about that. If you were receiving this from like in a very different time where it's just like, here are the rules, you follow them. And if not, you die. It's like, well, I guess I don't have to think about anything other than I'll just do this and I'll do the things that mean I don't die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. I don't know. I feel like. You know, we have to always account for the fact that we're coming to this with some ideas that have only been around for like a couple hundred years about like we are individuals and we have rights and, sure. and so on. Not yeah. that I think those are bad ideas because I like them, but just, you know, just that like everyone these days wants to have a right. <laughs> People oh, think they got a I soul. I get a right. I get a right. <laughs> yeah. Participation rights <laughs> just for being alive. It is kind of yeah. funny when you think about two people like during the transition from a time when like kings and stuff had political power. Uh, that was actually meaningful and whatever, how there were some members of just kind of like regular people who were like, well, I don't really think that we should be getting these guarantees for things like free trials and things like, I don't know, the right to vote. I mean, we just leave it up to the king. Right, right. (laughs) There had to be somebody who was devil's advocate on that. Oh, no, they were monarchists. They were a political party. They were like, we don't want to make decisions. Right, it's, it's, we need symbols. Yeah. Um, You know, I wonder, I wonder if there are any, like, really famous Jewish heretics who got killed or something. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, a little man named Jesus Christ. (laughs) 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 Come on. Ever heard of him? Wow, nope. Oh, he's that guy that we killed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think there really were because I think there hasn't actually been that much time that Jews have wielded, like, independent political power as 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 a state in history right like we haven't had the time to be killing heretics like maybe it happened like way back in the day but like pretty soon after there's like the establishment of the kingdom of judah and the other one and like there's the king david and all that stuff whether that all happened or not is you know shaky but it's not that long after a couple maybe hundred maybe thousand years before probably hundred before just like people just start showing up at our door and conquering yeah and i can see how if I was in one of those times that I would really like this book, you know, like I could see how, if I was just constantly getting 
fucking shoved into a locker for being a Jew or whatever. That <laughs> this like, could no. definitely be my favorite book. I, yeah, it's where, like we're actually really good. We're actually number one. Yeah. And we're strong and we can fuck you up. So don't fuck with us. Just yeah. So it's have like a really sad kind of hostility about it. Yeah. This sort of like self grandeur. Well, if it, it kind of makes sense if you're carrying on a tradition of like, so you used to be independent and then like, I guess the Assyrians came at some point, fucked up your city. And the Babylonians came, conquered you, said you can't live there anymore. And then the Persians liberated you and that was fine. Then the Greeks came and no more liberation after that. Then the Romans come and fuck you up. Like, this is just basically like 2000 years also of just getting your ass kicked. Yeah. And like not, and not being allowed to be free. Essentially. Right. And then turning around and saying like, we're actually, we're the freest. Yeah. We're actually the, luck- the most we're, we're, the, we're lucky. We're the luckiest. I, I heart my haters, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. So overall, what are we doing? Are we keeping it? Are we cutting it? I wanted to, I was coming into this saying that I wanted to keep it because it's prestige TV God and he's fun, but I'm now I'm bummed out. I think we should, I think we should maybe cut it. I mean, I'm, I'm just, yeah, it's pretty sinister. It's pretty just power for the sake of power, domination. It's, I don't like it. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, I, I'm also voting cut it. I feel like reading this is like, you'll have to forgive me for this comparison, but it's like when I learned that the founding fathers were also slaveholders. I was like, yeah, I don't oh, even remember learning. That. Oh, I, I don't even either, but the, I just feel like it's like a similar feeling knowing that like something you were raised to think of as like really inspirational is just like rotten, like all the way down and there's no coming back from it. Yeah. Like, I really feel like I'll, I'll never, I mean, I like going to like Seder's just to like be with my family and stuff, but like the holiday is like fully done for me now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think I would say that none of this would have hit me as hard if this wasn't, so fucking hit on in like your Jewish education, right? Like if well, this it's like was the just holiest a... day that we're celebrating. Yeah, so besides horrible. like Yom Kippur, which there's not really a, a specific corresponding story, but yeah, this is like the story. This is like baby in a basket, you know? Yeah, like this yeah. is the one. This is the one part of the Bible that they say, "Hey, you got to say, you got to go through this again every year." You know, yeah. you got you got to do it, and then it's this. And, like, this is the most important part. Yeah, it's like you chose him. Yeah, it really, like, it, like kind of like you said, it shows that, like, the corruption might not even be the corruption. It might be the root. It's not that it goes totally. to the root. Right. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like our whole, I don't know, I feel like in Reformed Judaism, the whole thing is, like, if you question it, it's like, well, good, yeah, like, struggle with it, like, see, like... I don't know, like let it teach you things. And it's like, that works if there's some good in it, but like maybe it's just all the way through. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I, yeah, like so far, I haven't seen any of the things I thought of as like cool, good Jewish lessons. I haven't really seen them in here yet. No. It's, and like, honestly, I guess maybe good on the people who, well, I don't know, good on them, but at least some people tried to like, do something positive with this like heap of cruelty but i mean the whole book starts with moses killing a slave driver so we're like maybe this would be maybe this will be the maybe something good will finally happen but no i mean i think maybe 
I would also argue that we could kind of at the if we're gonna keep it in any form, it's gotta be we gotta change some shit around, dog. Like mm-hmm. this 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 mm-hmm. the thing, and this is not just to make it feel like a better story or something, like to establish what the lines of uh of like morality and thought are, because they're not established right now. It's a fucking, it's, yeah, it's someone with a bunch of nuclear bombs being like, I can drop them wherever I want. Right, it's like, the lesson is you should really hope that you're on the right team. Yeah. Otherwise, that's not a lesson at all. Snip, snip and be on the right team. There's always room. (laughs) But, you know, they don't offer any Egyptians. Like, you know, there's no, like, amnesty. Oh, shit, I was going to bring that up earlier. That's what I said. They never try to, like, get anybody on their side. Yeah, there's always more of the people under the boot than the boot people but what about when god is the boot what what about that yeah and yeah anyway i would also say yeah Yeah. cut it um and i think we can't really tell anybody whose team we're on because there's just not characters in this there's just god fucking fucking people up yeah so josh would you like to bless the lads (laughs) oh yeah oh my god yeah could you go ahead and bless the lads wow um (laughs) i can't even (gasps) I will. I will. <laughs> Here's a nice little uh, little blessing. I hope everyone who hears this, the next piece of produce that they bite into is perfectly ripe. There you go. Bless the lads. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. You know. Thanks for listening. Thanks continue for listening. Continue being whatever. After that, after this, after yeah, this episode, true. I'm thinking continue being whatever religion you want. I was gonna say all one million people that we've converted to Judaism burn your draft cards. You don't have to be part draft. of it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, yeah. if you you know if you enjoy what we're doing, you go to the. It'd be funny if you like were like on set to like uh, convert to Judaism and like it was your day that you were gonna go and but but you you panic so you go you like walk into the rabbi's office with like a broken leg you're like I can't do it Rabbi I, I'm I'm injured you get confused between <laughs> you know Come I'm on. not fully following but he's trying to do I like, like, a, like a sports it's like he's movie. trying to or he's like he's trying to like defer from the draft oh uh huh. He just yeah, gets oh, confused. He's like yeah. trying to figure out a way out of. He's like, I don't yeah. think Team Jews could ha- want me right, anymore. I, uh, you know, I got shin splints, bone spurs. You could even bones, say bone spurs. Ooh, that's cadet bone for. spurs. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Mm. Damn, I'm so glad that the bone spur guy is gone. I'm not allowed to have an opinion about that. Yeah, Josh is unable to comment. I'm. That's ge- true. I'm gen- I'm Josh Marcus too. declined to comment. Yeah. You know. Um. Which, which means now we're into wild accusation corner because you're not allowed to say anything <laughs> yeah. one way or the other. Feel, speculate away. Yeah. I heard that the bone spurs were because he had crack injected into his heels. What? <laughs> now we're talking. Wow. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> what now? I don't know. That's just something many, I heard, but journalists Josh are saying, can't say anything about it. You know, I, I haven't heard that one. That's well. Maybe you just need to review who your sources are. Yeah, true. Maybe you I, um, need to do I some research on YouTube. Uh, I DM'd Rudy, Ju- Rudy Giuliani today. Did you really? Yeah, <laughs> he didn't respond. But that's what? what's crazy about Instagram is you can kind of just send a message. What to did anyone. you say? Were you trying to like? I like, said, "Hi, Mr. Giuliani. I'm writing a story for my bleep employer, who uh, you know about the story was about how like 
he's being sued by one of the voting machine companies that he like said a bunch of not true things about for Which many is pretty funny. I think it's for so like funny. over a billion dollars. Yeah. And then he apparently was kind of running away from the him being served and was like driving away in traffic and like locking yes. the door of his building. Why, and stuff. why don't we get that Rudy Giuliani car chase? On the news channels. Oh, I, I would love to see. <laughs> this, is not, see this is not a, a value judgment. This is more of an objective opinion. But I feel like Rudy Giuliani kind of looks like Humpty Dumpty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a value yeah. judgment because you're placing a value on what you've decided Humpty Dumpty looks like. Uh, true, true. I have a stake to claim. No, but I think that story is so funny just because it's like so many people are mad at Rudy Giuliani and the whole Trump team for telling lies about fucking voter fraud because it's like bad for our democracy or whatever. Meanwhile, the actual people who are suing them are just mad because they're like, we make a damn fine voting machine. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> yeah, just, amazing. Our that good name perfect. is in the dust. <laughs> yeah, They're approaching it the same way that if you said, I heard Burger King puts like uh, seal meat in their burgers when they're like, we most absolutely do not. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weirdo oh, man i love and then in those things then you like always then you have like lawyers like rereading things that people said they're like and then mr giuliani said you know dominion voting wasn't work with a, a half sack of shit you know it's just like they have to like they have to just go over things he just like rage tweeted at three in the morning yeah it's great as like evidence <laughs> in a court of law yeah it's yeah. like none of these things are 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 worthy of respect yeah or mean anything um, nothing matters in our world or theirs no. spite me baby <laughs> send it down on that note begging if you for enjoy, the voice if you enjoy what yeah. you hear you can always like and subscribe yeah. and next you know. week we have comedian matt lieb coming through matt lieb. big jewish big jewish matt lieb an episode about um, the parting of the Red Sea. So. I think that's my portion, actually. Whoa, you got a heavy hitter, too. I mean, and guess who I compared it to? Martin Luther King. Because <laughs> it comes out on Martin Luther King Day. It comes out. It drops, <laughs> no, it drops on Martin Luther King Day every year. Um, well, that's good I should, shit. Yeah. Is that... Uh, everybody? Yeah, everybody have a absolutely beautiful whatever fucking time you're listening to this too kind of hope not evening that'd be a rough way to end the day nah i mean i think it's a good podcast oh it's not the podcast it's the content <laughs> yeah well it's only gonna get more this yeah I hope you all like genocide you know how jews feel about that <laughs> you already know what it is <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>